Hey everyone, welcome to the Smart Economy Podcast, a production of neonewstoday.com. I'm your host, Dylan Grabowski. This episode of the Smart Economy Podcast is part of a handful that we'll be releasing on gaming and blockchain. In this episode of the gaming series, I chat with Ace, a co-founder and a community representative of UFO Gaming. The UFO Gaming team aims to create an interactive environment where players can find play-to-earn games, an NFT marketplace, and other blockchain-related features. The UFO Gaming platform will ultimately integrate blockchain for transferring in-game assets that are represented as NFTs across games, and eventually incorporating DAO governance and offering IDOs for gaming projects. In this conversation, Ace and I talk about the role that the UFO Gaming's community has with the direction of the project, airdrop events for NFTs and utility tokens, how UFO Gaming seeks to become the Steam platform for blockchain games, and so much more. Just a reminder, nothing said on this podcast is a solicitation to buy or sell any tokens, that nothing should be taken as financial advice and that the host or guests may hold tokens discussed in any given episode. With that said, I really enjoyed chatting with Ace, and I hope you enjoy the conversation too. Hey guys, welcome to the Smart Economy Podcast. Today we are joined by Ace, one of the founders of UFO Gaming. How are you doing today, Ace? Doing good, Dylan. Thank you very much for having me on the podcast. Yeah, it's really cool to have you on the pod. Um, I think the first time I was introduced to UFO Gaming was the first set of series of videos after the most recent Polaris Hackathon, when I think it was you who came on to chat about the project. Yes, I think we were on the Neo Polaris Launchpad event, I believe. So we did a bit of a Q&A there. But you also might have seen me on the UFO fortnightly or UFO monthly kind of updates on our YouTube channel as well. Cool. I'll be honest, I haven't spent much time on the YouTube channel yet, but I have seen your name being active in, I guess, the metaverse, we'll call it these days. Uh, you were also recently on, on Neo Live to participate in the AMA with your CEO, Hugh Foger, yep. which was really cool. It'd been about two quarters since I kind of dug back into what was going on with UFO Gaming, and you guys are just plugging and chugging along. Yeah, no, we, we've been working pretty hard to, you know, meet some of the deadlines that we've kind of set ourselves with the, with the product launches. And uh, yeah, we really enjoyed, uh, you, Fodger, and I enjoyed uh, doing the AMA on the Neo platform. Uh, you guys have got an amazing, uh, very active, very vibrant community in there. And uh, yeah, I've never done an AMA with someone else before. So kind of having that tag team partner was really useful because it's, it's a lot of typing, I've got to be honest. <laughs> Yeah, especially if you do it in the moment and you didn't pre-prepare the questions. So again, uh, it was awesome to cover the transcript and I got to learn a lot about what was going on with UFO Gaming. But before we jump into this, I know that you're pseudonymous. The majority of your team is pseudonymous. So we don't have to go into dates or specific company names or anything like that. But can you just give a brief update of what your background is? Do you come from the gaming industry? Yeah, so my background uh, personally is in the kind of operational and just entrepreneurship side of things. So just launching businesses before in tech, uh, working tech companies in the past, uh, also working in finance. However, the majority of our team is from a gaming background. So 
They are game developers that have built multiple games in the past, uh, mostly mobile as well as desktop. So we kind of just came together and uh, decided to tackle this kind of play-to-earn model, which we strongly believe is, is the future of gaming. And I was just super excited to work on this project from the beginning because you know I've always been a gamer my whole life. As a child, it was a you know a bit of an escape for me. Uh, starting from you know the '90s, playing you know Mortal Kombat on uh, you know, I think it was like Nintendo or PS1 at that point. And uh, now, kind of when we learned that you're able to come up with these ecosystems where item ownership, in-game item ownership, can actually be given directly to the players. So these kind of items that you can spend hours, you know, leveling up and grafting, you can kind of keep them, they're yours. You know, you've got that individual item and you can actually earn crypto while playing those games. That was just a, you know, really exciting concept for the team. And this is kind of the vision that we had from the beginning to basically become one of the biggest gaming platforms on the blockchain. So we all kind of came together, built a team, which has grown quite significantly since the launch. And um, that's kind of what we're working on now. Awesome. And before we kind of dig further into the platform, I'm just curious if, again, without doxing, if you can share any examples of previous projects that UFO gaming team members have worked on. Are we talking like made sticky games on the Steam platform or coming from Blizzard or some mega powerhouse like that could you share a little bit more information because it's not myself i don't know if the other guys will be happy for me to share their kind of exact background on on the type of games that they've worked on but i can tell you that a lot of their games have been on the you know ios store android store in the kind of you know top ranking lists uh like the most popular kind of games from that side of things and i think that they'll be able to elaborate a little bit more personally. I don't want to kind of uh, go through their experience without their permission. Yeah, that's totally fine. Also, your answer served the purpose of kind of highlighting the the types of games that that the team has delivered. So kind of just to get this out of the way, why is your team pseudonymous? And what are kind of the benefits that you think UFO Gaming is going to receive from that? Yeah, it's a good question. And we do get asked this a lot. It was really a decision from us from the beginning. And everybody kind of had their own reasons for this. Each team member decided that this is how we wanted to kind of pursue the project and grow the project. And I think everybody's reasons were slightly different. For me personally, it was just basically like to, you know, prefer to keep a low profile in terms of just getting contacted by people constantly on all sorts of social media channels, especially when it comes to blockchain projects. You know, having worked in crypto before, a lot of people try to reach out to you on Telegram. They can send you DMs on Twitter. They can reach out to you on LinkedIn. They can find you on Facebook, message you on Facebook, message you on Instagram and all the other kind of social media platforms. So I think for me personally, I did anticipate, I had an idea that, you know, we wanted to grow UFO to, to quite a large scale. And we just knew that we didn't want to, we weren't doing it for the fame or the recognition or, you know, being publicly known for this sort of thing we much prefer to basically focus on the development side build the products deliver and get to our goals and then certainly the plan there is to basically dox the team once we're at a comfortable level where you know we feel like we've achieved certain milestones that we want to achieve and we're not as 
needed to focus on development because at the moment, I mean, I've literally probably had about three days off in, in the last year where I just wasn't checking the Slack and, and Jira and the Sun and all these kind of other tools that we, uh, that we use for the development side of things. And I feel as though if we were publicly known, we would just be getting so many different messages and all sorts of different platforms that I think it would just make it a distraction and quite difficult for us uh, to focus on development and achieve the milestones that we want to. So that was kind of my reasoning for that side of things. And I think for the other guys, it was, it was a little bit, a little bit different, I guess. And, and it's something that probably best to ask them directly. I don't want to sort of speak for the, for the other members of the team. Totally. That sounds completely fair. It's funny, you know, thinking about the kind of like dead space that's wasted when you get unsolicited messages on Twitter, or on other platforms like Slack or Discord. I've been working from home covering the blockchain space since 2018. And when the pandemic hit and the quarantines took effect, it felt like I was in an office. My desk was situated right by the water cooler and I could hear every conversation (laughs) during quarantine. Everybody was going on Twitter. Everybody was going on Discord and there was just so much more noise. I had a hard time completing my tasks and and my work because I'd be doing my research and then a conversation would pop up. So it's an understatement when people acknowledge that you can be kind of bogged down by more and more messages that that kind of pop up on your radar. 100%. Yeah, that's a really um, interesting and kind of insightful decision that you and the rest of the team made. Yeah, definitely. I just re- remembered one other thing, and I, I'm sure he won't mind me uh, mind me sharing this as well because I just this just came to mind as well. When we're at the point of launch, one of the founders as well, because he'd worked on quite known businesses and and also in the in the blockchain space as well on some well known and, and quite successful crypto projects in the past, he didn't want this to almost ride off the back of the success of other projects and other companies. So it was more. We wanted to see what we could create UFO kind of from scratch without necessarily piggybacking off affiliation to other companies or other projects. We wanted this to be a success, but a standalone success and not to be necessarily linked to other projects that different team members had worked on as well. In gaming terms, would you say that you guys are starting the project in hard mode? I would say so. Yeah, exactly. We we just wanted to see how we can how far we can basically take this, just starting from scratch without having our names and our reputation be the drivers for it. Because a lot of the time, you know, people might go, Oh, look, this this project is great. It's gonna do really well. The founder is the same guy that let's say developed, you know, Farmville or something like that. And then it's kind of that project just becomes like uh, kind of like riding off the back of you know what that founder had done before, if you see what I mean. Mm-hmm. So for us, it was just let's just let's just start from scratch and let's just see how much we can almost like a challenge, just to see how far we can get it. And you know, we've got to a point where now it's gone from let's see how far we can take this to let's actually work on this. You know, for the next ten years minimum, because we've got now such a clear cut, long term vision for the project and all the things that we want to achieve especially with our community, you know, we really want to take this to a, to a whole new level in the years to come. Awesome. And I noticed that you've brought up the community a bunch and there's a lot of kind of nod to the UFO gaming community. 
And in the Neolive AMA that you participated in, it sounded like you moved up from your position from very early community member supporter of the project into a kind of co-founder, community rep, jack of all trades. So what was the process like for you when you stumbled on this project and you really started to take a leadership role? And then how does that impact the decisions you make while taking the UFO gaming community into perspective? Yeah, that's a good question. Well, initially, when I sort of got involved with the project in the early stages, it was kind of in the, in the concept phase, I guess. So I was just somebody that was kind of interested to see how I can contribute to the project and kind of learn from being involved with this team as well. But, you know, there are key members of our team who just started out as community members in our Telegram, for example, once the token itself had launched, that we gave roles to that just reached out to us and said, hey, look, you're obviously a community-owned project. You know, we had uh, designers, we had video animators as well who did some of our trailers for the games, just reached out and said, hey, look, I'd love to be able to contribute to the project. And uh, here's kind of what I've done before. You know, is there any kind of work or opportunity for me to get involved? So the initial concept for UFO and the reason we did a fair launch, and I'm sure you're familiar with fair launch, but just for some listeners out there, we wanted to make sure that there's no sort of team tokens or VC tokens or unlocks and all these things that can end up just kind of backfiring on the community members themselves. So what we did was burn 50% of the supply of UFO tokens on launch and then just released the other 50% on Uniswap for anyone who wants to basically buy that token, including the team. So the team themselves weren't given any tokens. Every single person had to buy it on the open market throughout the different life cycle of the project, basically. So every time, let's say, the price would dip slightly, a lot of team members would kind of load up on their tokens, would, would purchase more, especially because we're giving away such a large amount of UFO tokens for our staking debt rewards as well. But we've always had this kind of community-focused, community-driven and community-owned mindset from the get-go, from the beginning. So from that perspective, we want to move towards more of a DAO structure in future, whereby members of the community can vote on some of the most important decisions on what the company does, what kind of games we bring out, what kind of features they see. So you know, we recently let people vote on what kind of game mode they want first, for multiplayer. And this is something that we want to basically grow as time goes on as a community-focused project. We want to give more power to the gamers. We want them to be able to decide on the direction of the company. Very cool. And before we kind of wrap up like the philosophical overview section, are there like future revenue models that UFO gaming is anticipating? Because let's just be real, the businesses work because people are paid to to contribute to the product. And in blockchain, I love the ethos of fair drop, of community-owned tokens. But ultimately, you know, if a project needs to succeed, it needs to have a lifeline. So is this an instance where the team is just going to start from scratch, make sure that everything is fair, and then ultimately their future revenue models is like the play to earn fees is ufo ga- gaming going to earn a portion of those what's kind of the thought process for when ufo gaming is launched live and has tens of thousands of users 
from a revenue generation standpoint, and this has become something that you know we've been also been kind of focusing on in the, in the last few months. We're obviously going to be building our NFT marketplace, which we are almost finished with now. Actually, we're, we're going to be launching it very very shortly alongside the full launch of the game Super Galactic, which is currently in alpha release. So we'll have the beta out uh, very soon. And through that NFT marketplace and through our NFT drop, uh, which is uh, Ufogies, we'll be able to get some revenue for the business and be able to basically reinvest that and grow the team further just because we do want to scale things up quite rapidly now. Uh, I think that the best time to build is is kind of during these more bearish market conditions, really. Things are a little bit quieter. So it's a really good time just to focus on development, focus on networking and, and building relationships. So that's that's kind of exactly what we're focusing on. Since the launch, you know, we started out as just five five initial founders of the project team members. And, you know, now we've got a team of uh, over 40 people. So it has grown quite significantly. But the plan is certainly to you know raise more capital. Uh, we're also currently going through a you know VC raise as well, just finalizing the investor decks for that. And because a lot of the team members are connected to a lot of venture capital firms, we're hoping that we'll be able to you know have a successful raise, which will again be able to enable us to basically grow the team and increase our development productivity, so that we can hit some of our milestones. And also just create better products as well, just because we've set ourselves very ambitious goals with regards to how we want our metaverse to function. And we want to bring out multiple games, not just one. And this initial game, you know, it's taken us, I think, a couple of years now. We've been working on the game one, Super Galactic. It's now coming to the kind of final stages where we can release the beta version. So with, with another game, I feel as though if we did have more funding, we'll be able to build it a lot quicker as we'll be able to get a much larger team. So that that really is a focus for us at the moment. Yeah, and it's really cool to just kind of hear this community-first ethos that the UFO gaming team is taking. So from a simple podcast host, uh, kudos on that because it's it's really cool to read about and cover these types of projects that build first and then seek compensation later. It was one of the things that really attracted me to NEO back in 2017 and 18, which was the deliver first and then compensation model later. Now, before we kind of jump into the UFO gaming platform and ecosystem and Super Galactic, I did want to kind of ask one sort of philosophical question and just hear your perspective. In my opinion, there are two types of teams that build gaming projects in the blockchain space. There's the crypto team that has seen success in crypto ventures prior, but has never built a game before. And then there's the group of people who have built games before, but this is their first venture into the blockchain space and integrating crypto and, and P2E and GameFi and things of this nature. What do you think is, and it, it doesn't necessarily have to be a black or white answer, uh, yes or no, do you think that there's a better kind of background to help a gaming project get off the ground? Do you think that folks with gaming experience have more of a chance of finding traction if they build a game incorporating blockchain? Or do you think that maybe a blockchain team can take a stab at a game for their first gaming project and kind of make it when they make their first release. 
think the most natural and potentially easiest kind of route is going to be for gaming companies that have built games before that understand the gamer's mindset. They know how to make fun games and they just get some blockchain kind of uh, engineers to hop on the team and be able to integrate that game onto the blockchain. I think that's probably going to be the most most successful model from my standpoint and from my experience, just because I think that a lot of people that, you know, you can launch a really successful crypto project and get a lot of um, community members engaged and involved and excited about the projects and the token. But I think the most challenging thing is really to build a fun game with an experienced team that have built multiple games in the past. And I think that the rest, the rest will come. Interesting. I'm, I'm kind of of that opinion myself. But um, again, in the blockchain space, you never know what could happen. Yeah. So kind of uh, narrowing in and, and narrowing the, the scope of the funnel, UFO gaming is not just a game. So Super Galactic is going to be the first game that UFO gaming releases. But as a platform, there's going to be a suite of blockchain-based gaming services. Mm-hmm. So what's the scope of the overall UFO gaming project? What does the team intend to build? Can you just kind of give us like a high level overview of all the things that UFO gaming is going to be? Yeah, absolutely. And, and the, I think um, just relating back to your last question, it really ties into what our plans are for the future. Because, you know, we were quite lucky that myself and a few other team members that you know, weren't necessarily from a gaming background, but were gamers. We had the kind of crypto experience, the entrepreneurship experience of launching multiple businesses in the past. But because we did have some people on the team that were from a gaming background and had built multiple games, but had no crypto experience, you know, the team, I think that's why we've had the success that we've had and and, and why we kind of, you know, managed to build up this this big following and, and, and community because we have this kind of perfect storm of people that have built successful crypto projects, but also people that have built successful games. So we just kind of put that together and uh, it's, it's been working really well. But what we realized is we don't just want to purely build and release our own games, especially because it can take a lot of time. It's not as scalable if you are just building one game at a time. So what we realized is that we've got this route when it's very unique position where we have got both gaming as well as blockchain experience. Therefore, what we wanted to do is also enable traditional gaming studios to basically come to us and say that they want to launch their game on the blockchain, but they need help with the tokenomics, with the play-to-earn model, with how to build a crypto community, for example, and how to get players you know, for their blockchain games. And that's something that we have experience in. So what we are planning on doing after Super Galactic is not only continuing to build our own games, but taking on more of a scalable model. And this will come into place, especially after the NFT marketplace is uh, is built and ready as well, is we are, well, we have been speaking for the last, I don't know how many months, I mean, it's about eight months now, probably. We've been speaking to multiple gaming studios who are in the traditional kind of Web2 gaming side of things. And we've been speaking to those of them that are interested in potentially creating a you know Web3 play-to-earn game. And we would basically assist them 
with the Web3 side of things, they would continue building their game. We will simply help them launch their token, do their game economy, do the Web3 integration, because that's that's really what a large part of our team kind of specializes in as well. So that's kind of our plan for taking just the gaming industry to that next level. So that's that's one major aspect of what we're working on. With regards to other products, just going back to your, your uh, most recent question, as I said, the, the NFT marketplace will be up and running very soon. Uh, we've got our NFT drop called Ufogies, which is also going to be basically, you know, we're going to start uh, promoting that soon and, and, and also going ahead with the Mint over the coming few months, I would say. In addition to that, we are also released the alpha version of our Metaverse uh, quite recently. We had our staking dApp launch event within our dark Metaverse. So I don't know if you saw any clips of that. It's within our last UFO monthly YouTube video. So we had, I think, over a thousand people come to that Metaverse party to celebrate the launch of our staking dApp. What we want to do is keep that Metaverse open now. We want to do a few tweaks, make sure that it's able to stay open consistently without any bugs or issues or errors. We had a couple of bugs highlighted to us during the event. So we just wanted to make sure we, we fixed all of that. So we want to open that up. But we're also working on a V2 of the metaverse itself because that initial model is, is not really one that I think truly you know represents the quality of UFO. This was kind of just an initial one where we could just get together with our community, do meetups there, do AMAs there live and, and walk around with people and watch streams and interact with our community more. But we have started development on on the you know, second version of the Metaverse with significantly better graphics. We're working on having land ownership, customizable land, NFTs within that Metaverse as well, whereby if you're playing Super Galactic, for example, which is our debut game, and you earn some really cool NFTs and you level them up, let's say you know your weapons or your armor, what you'll be able to do is display those weapons and that armor within our Metaverse as well. And we also want to make it interruptible and multi-chain. So we want to be able to bring in other NFTs with some of the companies that we're partnered with, for example, Neo, or, or any other of our partners. For example, if they have certain NFT drops, we want them to be able to display those NFTs within our metaverse also, just giving it a little bit more utility and interactivity as well. Yes. Yeah, so earlier in our conversation, you mentioned that the UFO token is live on Uniswap. So it's on the free market. Is there a plan to have UFO tokens or maybe other utility tokens reside across the multiple blockchains that UFO gaming supports? Yes. Yeah, so what we're going to be doing is, you know, obviously for one of our future games, we will be building on NEO. And so we are potentially going to have to look at either launching the secondary token or NEO or bridging them over in some way so that people will be able to interact with the NEO blockchain and have, of course, the NFTs themselves will be on NEO as well in future. So yeah, there is, there is definitely those plans in place. Yeah. And are you guys already exploring like cross-chain NFT standards whereby I can mint an NFT on NEO and send it over to Ethereum or Binance Smart Chain? Or is that kind of a little too far into the future? No, we, we are at the moment. Uh, we had to do that already with our first game, Super Galactic. So Super Galactic is on Polygon. So we've already had to do that because some of the NFTs that we have, and obviously the UFO token itself is on Ethereum. 
So we had to already do some research and I know our devs have, have found a solution for this already, which I'll let them kind of elaborate on. It's not my, not my specialty or area of expertise. I won't try and explain it. But um, yeah, there's definitely ways that you can basically take your NFTs or all the tokens and bridge them over and still display them on other blockchain metaverses, basically. Awesome. Yeah, I'm not a, a technical guy myself either. So after I get cross-chain NFT out, I can't tell you about any of the standards or specs or anything like that. That's good. That's a relief. No crazy technical questions then. No. So currently, there is a staking dApp. Is that one of the first releases that UFO Gaming has put out there that people can kind of get their hands on? And um, what's the overall purpose of staking within the UFO Gaming ecosystem? Yeah, so that was one of our first releases. I think uh, the initial launch that we had was the alpha version of Super Galactic, which is our debut game. Following that was the staking dApp, which was launched at the same time as our Metaverse version one as well. So that was a really busy kind of month or two that we had, which was around one year after we launched. The staking dApp is a very, very important component to the UFO gaming ecosystem, especially when it comes to Super Galactic, which is the first game. Because initially the plan was for us to release a staking dApp where holders of UFO tokens could stake their UFO, lock them up for certain durations, anything from a you know week or two up to a year. And based on how long they lock it up for and you know how much they stake, they would be earning plasma points. And what these plasma points would be used for is minting Genesis NFTs which they will need to play the game Super Galactic. So ultimately, that was kind of our way of almost doing a fair launch for the NFTs themselves and almost just giving them for free to our community just for staking their UFO tokens. So usually, you know, I don't know how, how closely you look at other kind of play-to-earn games, but with Axie Infinity, for example, you need to actually buy three Axies to be able to play the game and you know the price of these obviously went up significantly and now sort of come down significantly as well. But we knew that a lot of our players would own UFO tokens, but not necessarily want to spend money or have the money, for example, to be able to mint Genesis NFTs, but we still wanted them to be able to play. So therefore, we introduced this model of plasma points, which will be earned purely by staking, and then they'll be used to mint for free our Genesis NFTs and play the game Super Galactic from that perspective. However, when we came closer to the staking dApp launch, we decided to actually pull together a lot of the team's tokens, which actually came to a pretty significant percentage of the, the supply of the UFO token itself. And we decided to, in addition to those plasma points, to also reward people with UFO tokens as well to give them a high APR and to basically give them an incentive to stake their tokens and you know lock them up for a longer duration. So users will get the UFO tokens and then they can stake into LPs. And you were also talking about the team's allocation and how they were going to use that to reward future players. Yes and no. I mean, there was no team allocation. The team bought their tokens on the open market, just like everyone else, and it cost them the same amount. But yeah, the team's contribution to the staking rewards, you know, was able to provide the stakers in the staking dApp now with a high APR of UFO tokens, but also they'll be earning plasma points, 
which they can use to mint Genesis NFTs and play our debut game. So it really is very important and comes to the core of our entire UFO ecosystem, really. So the staking app was just a long-awaited product uh, from our community. They were obviously very excited to start earning plasma points and start earning more UFO tokens. Just because the APR, I think at the moment it's it's on around 100 or just over 100%. And that's, I think, maybe like a $6 million TVL at this stage. I haven't checked it recently, I have to admit. But um, these were the figures when I when I last checked it, really. So, yeah, I think it's it's gone down well with our community so far. They were excited to get their hands on our first kind of product release. And, you know, we're looking forward to basically rewarding them in future with other product releases as well. So you've mentioned uh, the UFO token and Plasma Points. Initially, UFO Gaming was a, a dual token ecosystem, but is there a third token as well that has been introduced? So there is a third token, but that's only for the game Super Galactic. So we do have UAP, which will be the token used within Super Galactic. Uh, so when you play the game, you'll be earning UAP. And you know when, you, when it comes to breeding the Genesis NFTs together, for example, this is when UFO as well as UAP can come in handy as well. So that's the secondary token to UFO for Super Galactic. Awesome. And all of them currently are ERC-20 standards? So UAP is on Matic, so it's on Polygon. But UFO is, of course, ERC-20, yes. Awesome. And Plasma Points also on Polygon, just because the first game is on Polygon. So when it comes to our game on Neo, of course, the secondary token will be on Neo as well. Awesome. And Neo's game will be the third game. Can you leak any spoilers about what the second game the UFO team gaming team will be working on? Uh, not at this stage, I would say. Not at this stage. So we we haven't finalized exactly which game we're gonna proceed with. We wanted to have the beta launch of Super Galactic first before we basically commit to which game we're, we're going to proceed with. But we've had a number of different options kind of narrowed down now. I think it's between three different choices. So once Super Galactic, the beta is live, we'll definitely know more on the second game as well as the third game as well on Neo. Awesome. And you've kind of already touched upon the, the role that NFTs will have. They can represent characters or items that will be upgradable. So are there any other ways that NFTs, and, and also you mentioned land as well. I'm assuming that land will be represented by NFTs. Are there any other ways that NFTs are going to fit into the UFO gaming universe? What's that going to look like? Yeah. So we have got a few different ways of incorporating NFTs into our ecosystem. Our first kind of NFT drop is uh, going to be Ufogies. This is something that will give the players themselves some perks within the metaverse as well as the game Super Galactic. So by holding on to one of these Ufogies, you'll be able to get certain bonuses, like in-game bonuses whilst playing the games, just by holding them in your wallet that you are using to connect and play the game. So they can almost be used as power-ups. And we obviously have, you know, the in-game items for Super Galactic as NFTs as well. So once you kind of level them up or they gain certain powers like you know, electricity or toxicity and things like that, and they're bred together and the, the body parts are upgraded, for example, these NFTs will be, of course, tradable, upgradable, as well as displayable within the dark metaverse and 
the utility will come from the game Super Galactic as well. One of the most exciting things that I really, really want us to implement, and I know our development team are kind of in the concept stages right now, is basically NFTs that you can use and level up and play with across different games. So imagine some sort of weapon, whether it's a gun or like some sort of fire sword, for example, that is a melee weapon you can use in Super Galactic, which is on Polygon. But then what you could potentially do is bridge it over to, let's say, Neo, and that weapon is then, you know, you're able to utilize that in the Neo game in some form. Now, this is, again, still in the concept phase, but it's an idea that certainly got me as a gamer very, very excited. And I'm not sure if I've seen it implemented so far in place and games, but this is something that we really, really do want to implement. And I know the guys are working quite hard to make sure that this is possible and, and this is something that we can implement. So that's definitely on the cards from us as well. And will the NFTs be available for trade or purchase on third-party NFT marketplaces like Ghost Market or OpenSea? Yes, absolutely. Awesome. Something that I think is a really interesting question, and maybe you're the right guy to ask, maybe you're not, because you haven't actually like been in the weeds of developing the Unity game and done the user testing for gamer player types. But what are the sort of elements that go into creating like a sticky play-to-earn game that keeps users engaged for a long time? You mentioned Axie Infinity, and there was like a four-month period where that was the only thing that people can talk about. And I know it's had its issues with its own sidechain that might have diminished the want or desire for people to talk about Axie Infinity, you know, for a long time. But this game kind of had like a splash in the in the bucket moment and it was very hot for a moment and now I don't hear anything about it. So what's the process to create like a sticky long-term sort of user retention type game? Yeah, no, that's it's a good question. I'm again probably not the best person from a technical standpoint to answer that, but I can definitely tell you from our kind of mindset that we were going into this, our number one goal was to create a fun-to-play, play-to-earn game. That was the goal. That was the priority. It was not to create something that's going to make a lot of money or get a lot of investment or anything like that. What we saw was absolutely no... And you know, I don't want to disrespect the other games at the time, but we just could not find any actually fun-to-play, play-to-earn games. Again, no disrespect to Axie, but when we looked at that as gamers, and it's these little balls that are taking it in turns to hit the other balls, as somebody who's grown up and played games like Skyrim and GTA and you know Call of Duty and all these kind of really exciting, really engaging games with nice graphics and upgradability features and things like that, I just couldn't really get into it. So our number one priority was actually create a game for the players that they will enjoy playing and that will keep people engaged for the long term and we'll just create this really strong community of players around it where people will just want to be playing with each other, communicate with each other, and give each other tips on how to play better and showcase their items, be proud of their items that they've earned. And that, that was really the, the number one focus from our development team. And that's where their kind of experience you know, came into play. 
because we have experience, not myself personally, but we have a lot of experience in, in the gaming side of things. So we know what keeps players kind of engaged and coming back to play more and making sure that the design is, is attractive, the graphics are as good as they can be, but also that it actually works with the play-to-earn model, for example, because I've seen some games just, you know, from our kind of blockchain background and a kind of understanding what level of graphics you can implement on play-to-earn games. I've seen certain projects that from just from, from our kind of experience and opinion, I just don't think will ever get built. I think that currently some of the kind of AAA games that projects have promised their communities to be coming out in the next year or two years or maybe even three years, at that level of graphics to implement blockchain connectivity and place and mechanics is just such a kind of challenge to take on that I almost can't see it happening. So we have to be really careful not to push the boundaries out too far and say, okay, cool. So we're going to develop GTA, but on the blockchain, for example, right? Because at this current place of where technology is at, that it's just not possible. You cannot get those graphics and implement it on the blockchain with a place to end model. It's, it, you know, technology is not there yet. So we wanted to make it as fun as possible with as good graphics as possible, but without over-promising and without it being completely unachievable. When technology gets to a point where it is operating more efficiently and there is the capability for us to do that, 100%. You know, we're speaking to some AAA game studios now about bringing AAA games onto the blockchain, us doing the Web3 integration, us helping launch it through the UFO gaming platform. So this is already happening. But just having seen some of the plans from other projects, I am really struggling to understand how this is going to be possible in the next year or two. Absolutely. And uh, wrapping up, can you briefly just give me an overview of what Super Galactic is? And if someone wants to get involved, alpha test, beta test, how can they reach out and get involved? Absolutely. So Super Galactic is a multiplayer as well as single player game on the blockchain. It's a play-to-earn game. It's a top-down shooter. So you're basically looking down at your character from above at a slight angle where you can still see you know, some of the buildings and the enemies around you, full of exciting planets, different missions, different objectives, different kind of weapons and armor and upgrades. We currently have only 1,500 alpha test player slots available, and they've all been filled. We actually gave away a certain number of spots during the last Neo AMA, which I know got filled really quickly. Those players should all be set up and actually playing Super Galactic now. But I would, if I was wanting to be an alpha tester and try out the game Super Galactic, I would just follow our announcements channel and our Twitter at the UFO token, where we will be opening up more opportunities and, and, and new spots for people to come and try out the alpha version of the game. Awesome. Thank you so much for coming to just brain dump UFO gaming and, and all the great things that you, you guys are working on. Obviously, I'll be covering the project a lot more now because UFO gaming is part of the Neo EcoBoost program. And there's going to be a third game that's going to be being built on Neo, probably not in 2022. But I definitely look forward to playing that game, covering it and playing future games that, that are released. 
So thank you so much for coming on to the Smart Economy podcast today, Ace. It was a pleasure to chat with you and to learn more about UFO gaming. Likewise, Dylan. Thank you so much for having me on. And just a big shout out to the NEO community, as well as the UFO Army as well. So thank you, everyone, for listening. Thank you, Dylan. You've been an amazing host. Really interesting to talk to you. So we'll definitely, uh, definitely be keen to jump back on anytime the communities uh, ask for it. Definitely looking forward to a future episode with you, Ace. Excellent. Take care, John. Thank you. Cheers. Well, what did you think of that conversation? It was awesome to learn more about how the staking element of the UFO tokens is oriented toward hopefully seeding a flywheel effect of use within the ecosystem. I'm also very interested to see how UFO gaming will implement further cross-chain and cross-game use of item NFTs. And it was really interesting to hear more about the philosophy of the team protecting their identities and at which point they plan to dox themselves to the community. And on that note, I want to thank you so much for taking the time to listen to the Smart Economy podcast. If you liked what you heard and want to support the show, please keep Neo News Today in mind when voting for your Neo Council representative as part of Neo's governance process. We appreciate you and look forward to catching you next time.